Welcome to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast with Sakar Kauli. During this program, you will hear guest experts sharing their experiences, best practices, and market insights. We discuss investing in multifamily apartment complexes and how a busy professional can passively invest hassle-free in various opportunities. Your host, Sakar Kauli, owns millions of dollars of assets and has done thousands of value-add projects over 20 years now. So listen in for insights. Here's your host, Sakar Kauli. Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. I'm your host, Sakar Kauli. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Edward Orasi. Edward Orasi is with uh, Keller Williams, as you can see the uh, nice background here. Uh, Ed has been involved in real estate throughout his entire life. He grew up, uh, his childhood was with mom, you know, managing different properties of hers. So he knew intimately what the tenants, the renovations and, you know, coming to commercial, he evaluated, he likes to say that he evaluated pretty much the cap rates and all the contract negotiations, like pretty much uh, as he was growing up. So it's natural to him. Uh, today, he's a commercial broker uh, based in Las Vegas. So we are going to today hear some of the uh, nuances or some of the grandeur vision of Las Vegas that's happening. So I'm very excited personally to welcome him and hear a lot of things that he has to show. So thank you for taking time, uh, Ed. I'd really appreciate you, uh, you joining today. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. So Ed, uh, give, give us a background on, uh, you know, all the different things that you have done and how you came along in the multifamily real estate. Okay. So uh, uh, like, like you said, I've been in real estate most of my life. My mom owned several properties throughout South Florida, originally from Miami, got into real estate in 03 when real estate was popping and everybody wanted uh, to get into real estate. So I got yeah. into it. Um, actually fell into it because my wife had already been licensed for, for several years. Mm-hmm. Um, in 07, uh, we moved to Vegas to uh, have my wife, who's an only child, closer to her mother and stuff, because they lived in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Relicensed out here, started selling, sold residential um, on a team that I joined out here, and uh, started using my 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 knowledge of commercial that I did in Florida and expanding it out here. In Florida, we had done some condo conversions and stuff, so I kind of knew how to how to plan the, the multifamily part of it. Sure. Um, and since we've been here, since uh, since I left the team, I went on my own and built my own team. We've uh, we sold the resort at Mount Charleston, a 64-unit historical hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've sold over 100 doors in Vegas. Currently, listing about 110 doors. So we're getting into definitely more into the multifamily because there's a huge rush from California with the the new laws and rent controls moving over here. So. Sure, sure. Good, good. Thank you. And um, Ed, like you've seen it all. Uh, I mean, you've seen so many investors come and go. You've seen a lot of, uh, you know, listings as well. And before we got started, you were sharing with me that 
how active the Las Vegas market is still. You know, we are still in the midst of uh, sort of the COVID pandemic. Uh, some states have been uh, slowly opening. I know Las Vegas, as you indicated, has also opened recently. Uh, but still, the market is still thriving. There isn't any breaks or any bumps in the market uh, based on what you described. Give, give us a sense uh, to our viewers as to uh, you know, what the market is shaking up and, you know, how the deal velocity is right now. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So we were one of the few lucky states that our position as realtors and real estate agents was considered essential. So we were still able to operate. We were just operating on a limited scale with showings and, and some of the restrictions on open houses and things of that nature, but we were still operating. So like, like I shared with you uh, earlier, Today, the, the, as of today, in the last seven days, we have over 1,500 listings that went active in the last seven days. We've had about the same number, 1,500 of uh, go under contract and about 700 closings. While it's lower than it is typically, mm-hmm. it's still very active. And, it's still sure. keeping, and since we're still keeping the same number relatively listings to uh, under contract, we're, mm-hmm. our inventories continue to be tight. So, so it is, it is an active market. People are, are looking all the time. When you get into the commercial, mm-hmm. where I've got probably seven clients that we're working with all the way from small business owners growing, actually growing their business through, through this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. People actually expanding into additional locations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the multifamily is just because of the influx from California, because of their rules with, with, uh, all the rent control. Rent control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just coming over and they're and they're starting to look at, at Vegas and, and realizing there's value in purchasing in Vegas. I see. Now, uh, Ed, one thing I have observed all the time uh, for the last several quarters now is that Vegas has such a uh, dramatic increase uh, in percentages of uh, rent increases. It's, it's phenomenal. Uh, could you maybe help us understand uh, why Vegas is on such a run-up in terms of, you know, the viability in the market uh, where you would sort of think that coming out of a COVID pandemic where we know that a lot of short-term rentals or uh, the tu- tourism industry in general got really smacked. Uh, but here you have, uh, I mean, besides the COVID pandemic, I should say, you had several quarters of uh, you know positive rent growth or a record uh, rent growth i should say what what's driving all this growth well the the positive growth on the rental is i think is coming from the influx of just the general public and diversifying the community mm-hmm. so we're getting other businesses in vegas you know mm-hmm. we just got the, we had las vegas nights for now for two years we we're getting the raiders this year the first year they're playing here Mm-hmm. Uh, we just got an American uh, hockey expansion team in Henderson. So we have all these positions that start filling. Mm-hmm. And the exit is from California because it's getting very expensive. Sure. We're an attractive state because we don't have a state sales tax. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and as far as the tourism, we're such an iconic place for tourism that when, we anno- when, the, when the casinos announced the opening, the larger casino groups were only going to open two casinos. Prior to opening, they had to add an, an additional casino and had each of them open three because of the amount of activity they had over the two openings. 
Very interesting. Very interesting. So you you suddenly have a sort of a flood of sorts that requires you to, you know, requires the business owners to open more doors and things like that is, I think, what I'm hearing. And also, Ed, uh, going back to the positive record rent growth that we had, uh, is are there a lot of corporations that are moving in uh, and, you know, any other activity that's happening uh, you can point out to? Yes. So... We have large, so Switch, the technology company, mm-hmm. um, they have they have an office here. I believe they have two now. I see. So, so they're bringing in more technology-based people. So as you and I were speaking about, there's a, there's a little bit of a, of a diversity going in Vegas. Sure. They're mm-hmm. trying to bring in more uh, businesses and change the face of Vegas and not make it 100% dependent on tourism. Sure, sure. And thank you for bringing that up also, Ed, is that uh, like I know in general, the market perception is that Vegas is always uh, tourism based. That's kind of everyone, when anyone says Vegas, boom, you imagine the casinos, the parties, the pools, you know, that's, that's you know, the big, the big fountains and whatnot, right? That's, that's the grandeur vision of Vegas. But here you are describing, uh, as you shared earlier with me, is the 2045 vision that the city planners uh, have that sort of diversifies Vegas, opening into a lot many different sectors and not depending on sort of the one pony uh, tourism. Could you maybe share some details more and go, go, go sort of more granular into it? Sure. So, so the 2045 vision of, of Vegas is kind of came about when Amazon was looking for a second headquarters. And mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, we didn't get it. Sure. So, we figured, so the leaders got together and say, okay, we, if somebody wants to build a second headquarters, mm-hmm. we want to be the place. Because the only thing we have is Vegas is hot in the summer, but we really don't have snow days. We really don't have hurricanes because there's no water around us. So we don't have reasons that companies have to shut down. I so we're mm-hmm. ideal as, as, a, as a community to bring in a headquarters because mm-hmm. you can keep your employees all year round working. There's no shutdowns. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, so as far as weather and climate, we were great, but we didn't have diversity. I so we didn't have, so we have to figure out how to get diversity. So our leaders got together and said, okay, let's set a plan and let's put a date to it because a plan without a date doesn't give you a destination. Sure. So they sure. put it together. And so what they're doing is they're dividing the actual city of Las Vegas into quadrants. They're putting a medical quadrant to bring in more doctors and more residencies to help uh, boost some of the medical systems here and, and to work with that. They're mm-hmm. also doing a technology quadrant mm-hmm. to boost that industry. Um, even though we have a very healthy UNLV um, hospitality mm-hmm. portion and law, we're, we're starting to now work both of those quadrants as well. Because we mm-hmm. want to bring in more professionals. They want to bring in more people that are a higher education levels and they can now buy homes. And, and then when something like this happens, like the pandemic that happened, um, you're not, you know, 30% unemployment because that's everybody's in a casino. You want to sure. you want to be able to, to say, well, we're only at 15%, which is still a lot. But if something like this ever happened again, be able to say we're lower because we're diversified. We have people here that do other things. Sure, sure. Now, 2045, uh, Ed, seems, you know, almost 25 years uh, out, right? Um, 
like what sort of uh, concrete steps that the city is taking like is it something you know let's say acquiring of land or you know uh, if there are existing houses eminent domain or things like that or are there any infrastructure level improvements that are happening or perhaps some of the other negotiations on from a uh, in uh, like a contract and leasing standpoint that uh, you're trying to talk to big corporations or you know rezoning the land for entire economic zone or things like that could you maybe share some details some of that con- uh, concrete activity that may be happening right now yeah, so they, they are negotiating land because they need to actually grow what we have to be able to accommodate these new sectors. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they're, they're working in steps. So we're doing like the downtown phase now. So we're trying to revitalize downtown, make it more of an attractive appeal. Tony Shea with uh, Zappos was the one that started this whole downtown revitalization. And, and now you have investors going in there and saying, okay, let's buy a building, let's fix it up. We can rent and make mm-hmm. it a place where people want to walk around downtown. I see. You know? mm-hmm. So they're revitalizing and then they're, so they're going in segments. So it's a little slower because sure. they're actually trying to say, okay, if we move into this, then how can we fix this neighborhood? How can we give money to the, 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 the investors and say, okay, if you fix this, we'll give you X amount of dollars to renovate it and make it look nice and have people want to move into these areas. And so it's, it, I know it's a long time away. It's 25 years away, but sure. the process is slow because they want to get it right. They don't want to sure. rush through it, get it up, and then it doesn't sustain. Right, right. And these things are not, I mean, as dramatic as we are talking, right? These are not something you can just suddenly achieve in five years. It's just not realistic. You know, right. there's a lot of infrastructure planning, acquisition of land and things like that that have to happen to attract the industries, you know, and things like that. So it's, it's a definitely a long-term plan, but I appreciate you sharing that uh, detail. Ed. It's, it's something that I think all the viewers and listeners should definitely, uh, you know, look forward to it. And I'm personally going to like pretty much mark the Las Vegas as a red hot uh, area in my personal book and start looking at deals as well. Now, moving on, Ed, um, you indicated that you obviously do a lot of deals and things like that, you know, uh, and I would like to, you know, sort of just do a role play of sorts here is that let's say I am a buyer coming to you, right? And you are a seller's uh, broker, right? And I don't know what I don't know, but you know things that are in the OM that perhaps, uh, you know, are simplified or may not be, you know, as accurate as you would like, right? So give us a sort of a uh, reverse overview of things of sorts that you know something better than the buyer and you know something better than the seller as well that, you know, what could be simplified uh, in a operating memorandum, right? So uh, walk us through, like, how, how does that come into play or what from a buyer's perspective, what buyers should be careful about, uh, you know, when you're looking into the OMs or in the, in the realm of multifamily properties? So a great question. So what, what I think you, you want to look into is, you know, when they provide numbers. Sure. Mm-hmm. Diving deep into the numbers is what everybody should do that's going to buy. Mm-hmm. You know, are the rentals, when, when they're sending, when they're giving you an OM and they're saying, well, this is our yearly revenue. Mm-hmm. Well, I want it broken down for the last 12 months. And when okay. I say broken down for the last 12 months, I want the last 12 months individually so mm-hmm. I can look at the numbers. I personally ask for per unit. Mm-hmm. I don't want gross numbers. I want to see per unit what exactly you collected. So I can see on a balance sheet, was it collected? Was it not? How many rents were, were paid, were not paid? And we mm-hmm. can dive into those numbers because 
that that helps our negotiation on the buy side and on the sales side i just want to be fully transparent mm-hmm. and make sure that my seller p- provides the right information to people we also want to look at expenses mm-hmm. you know we don't we, if they pay water there, there should be some usage that you can average out how much is so we want to make sure that the properties are the meters and the, even the, the power meters if there's meters that are being used by the building owner Mm-hmm. We'd love to have that separate, separated because you want to make sure what is actually the usage for the building. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, they could have a water leak and, and not to say that, that owners aren't looking for that, but sometimes it, it gets missed. So, if, sure. mm-hmm. you know, we want to, we want to call during the due diligence, call and verify, Hey, are there any open permits that haven't been closed? Are sure. there mm-hmm. any, um, any issues with the building that the building has been fined for something? Mm-hmm. Um, is there, Call the utilities. Hey, what's the average for a building this size in the neighborhood? The usage of utilities. Right. So you can kind of gauge an idea of when you're making an offer or when you're doing your due diligence, you're getting as much information as possible. Because the worst thing is buying a building, whether it's a $400,000 fourplex or a $5 million multiplex, mm-hmm. and not have all of the information. Sure, sure, sure. And so you are basically saying that Ed is the dig into the numbers, know exactly what the utilities are costing. If there is anything else in terms of, uh, you know, public utility versus, you know, what tenant should be paying and things like that. Right. Uh, so now also you see a lot of sellers and the market activity Ed. you know, help us understand what the deal velocity is right now. Are there a lot of sellers looking to sell uh, properties in general or has the COVID pandemic uh, slowed things down? So, so we're seeing a lot of activity um, as far as just in general, people want to list. The multifamily units have been a little slower to list, mm-hmm. but the activity to buy has been much higher. I see. Mm-hmm. So, so you know that we know traditionally in anything you do, when the supply is low and the demand is high, it's going to drive prices up. Absolutely. One of the, one of the things and, uh, that is unique to Vegas is when 08 hit and through 12 and everything was up in the air, people didn't know what they were doing. You had a lot of savvy investors coming to Vegas and say, I'm just going to start buying up fourplexes, sevenplexes, 20s. I'm mm-hmm. buying all these units up and bought them really, really cheap. Mm-hmm. Put people in there that were paying rent and been solid. So there's a great opportunity now to go in and look for these. And yes, you're going to be paying a little bit higher. Maybe your, your cap rate will be at a four when you buy. But do the research and there's, there's huge potential to increase rates. So to add value to it. Mm-hmm. And then you can get it up to a six or seven because mm-hmm. now you've added the value. Sure. And, and, and another issue with is a lot of Vegas because of just the way Vegas is, it's, it's kind of a small town. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a medium sized town with a small, a small town mentality. Yeah. We right. have a lot of owners that do self-management. I All see. my investors, I strongly suggest they go through a professional property manager. So when we get numbers and we get everything and you sell in the future, now it's more valuable because now you have concrete numbers of what you've collected and what you've spent. Mm-hmm. And it's done by an independent person. So got it. Got it. Now you said also that, you know, there's so much activity right now uh, and with the opportunity zone designation that you have in many places in Vegas, are you seeing a lot of new construction or different type of uh, activity also happening uh, at, in Vegas? Yeah. So we're seeing a lot of assemblies. So we're seeing people that are saying, okay, I'm going to buy this lot now. 
Ed, do me a favor. See if we can buy the next four lots over. Interesting. So now they can knock all those old buildings down and build something newer. Mm -hmm. And build something higher, build something more modern. And then the we see we're seeing a lot of activity. So Henderson, which is right down the street from Vegas, sure, it, mm -hmm. is the hotbed right now for Airbnbs. I see. So we're seeing that Vegas is so people. There's a misconception that in Vegas you can't do them, and that's not the case. You can do them in Vegas. There's just a couple little hurdles you need to jump to get it done. But, it, but Henderson is the hotbed for that because it, they're openly saying, hey, come on in, Airbnbs, we're ready to go. Here are the guidelines, do what you got to do. North Las Vegas is actually working on, on that as well. So we are seeing a lot of assembly. We are seeing some of the turn towards the Airbnbs to try to create more activity. Um, and we're seeing the, the, a lot of the older stuff get rehabbed, get looking nice. I mean, mm -hmm. every, sure. everybody's trying to do that because they're getting into opportunities also with the tax deferment you have to spend a certain amount of money to fix sure. it up. Mm -hmm. But we're seeing a lot of that, which is good for the, for the economy and good for the, the city of Vegas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Ed. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I think knowing the pulse of Vegas as to what's happening, uh, you're the go-to person. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Please uh, share with our listeners how they can get in touch with you. Sure. So uh, the easiest way is my email address, which is ed at orasigroup.com. Orasi is O-R-A-S-I group.com. You can also text me at 702-860-7087. If anybody would like a copy of the 2045 plan that Vegas has, please reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to share with everybody so they can kind of see what's going on. Awesome. Awesome. So it's been a pleasure. All the viewers and listeners can head on to premiumcashflow.com as well. There we have a ton of articles and the news media, of course, the podcast interviews like experts like Ed who come on, coming, uh, come on there on a weekly basis. There also we have, if you're interested to know various opportunities that you may have, uh, kindly go ahead and register uh, yourself using invest with us button. And we are always, uh, you know, willing and welcome the uh, new viewers and listeners. And we can jump on a uh, brief phone call to know your goals and opportunities. And, you know, we can certainly work with you and find some more, uh, you know, investment deals if that's what your focus is. So thank you, Ed. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to, uh, you know, sort of having you in future as well and kind of seeing and knowing the progress within Vegas as well. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates, research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest. <laughs>